Bonjour. You're listening to the Living Well podcast. In this podcast, I will be taking you on my amazing journey to living well. I will be teaching you how to manage your mind as well as giving you the nutritional secrets I learned growing up in Paris. My goal is to help you achieve mind and body balance and to show you what is truly possible for you in your life. I am excited to share it all with you. I'm Carol, your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach. Welcome to the Living Well Podcast. Bonjour tout le monde. Hello everybody. I'm delighted to be here today. This week on Tuesday, my husband Alexi and I, we celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary. 16 years on the 16th. How sweet, right? Sweet 16. I love it. And so I thought I would today um, share with you my love story because it's a pretty special story. And I also want to give you tools to help you find your love story and what you want to create in your life. So we got married uh, 16 years ago in Dubai, out of all places for a Jewish girl. Uh, we were engaged and living together in Dubai and uh, decided to go ahead with an intimate wedding and then to later on have a big party in the south of France. So um, our, for our wedding, only our immediate family and closest friends um, were invited to join the celebration. We sealed our vows at the French consulate and spent pretty much a full week with everyone who had traveled um, to Dubai to be with us, which was magical. I mean, family, close friends, so much love, memorable laughter, and just incredible memories that I um, love to travel back to each year on this date. Um, I really truly believe that him and I, Alexi and I, were meant to be together. And I know he believes that too. So let me kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, and wait, before I tell you the story, I need to tell you that my father, um, who is, I think, a key player in the story, uh, sadly died of cancer in 1999, so about 21 years ago, uh, way too young. He was in his 50s. And uh, him and I were very close. He was an incredibly kind um, honest man um, to whom I looked up very much. And so anyway, um, he plays his role in the story and uh, you will see how it unfolds. So here it goes. I, I moved um, to the US from Paris, France uh, to go to college in the 90s. I attended the University of uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, really close to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I love that state. Um, I love both states, actually, North and South Carolina. Beautiful beaches, um, super green, great food. Um, loved my time there. And I met incredible people who are still my, um, some of them are still my best friends today. So anyway, after graduating uh, from college, I had a you know business degree and I found a job in New York. I was working as an assistant for a startup project that was ran by the sort of creme de la creme of the cosmetics world. And again, there, I was super fortunate to meet incredible people. Uh, one of my dearest friends till today, Nancy Greenspan-Wilson, uh, was one of the women that I met there during that time. And I'm still 
you know, very connected to. Um, so then I was hired uh, by the SLR companies to work in sales uh, for their VP at a brand called Origins. That, that brand was headed at the time by William Lauder. It was a small, super smart, super fun team. And I loved working there, but I was really eager to grow, right? My father knew that. And so my father was living in Paris and over a lunch with his brother, so a lunch they were having in Paris, uh, he mentioned to his brother's girlfriend who was working um, for Guerlain, uh, the renowned and exquisite uh, French perfumer, um, that I wanted to grow within, you know, within my work. And so she said to my dad, well, tell Caro to go see this, see this lady, and I'll disclose her name in a little moment, um, because she has created iconic products at Guerlain, uh, the terracotta, which you guys might know, might know, and the meteorites, which are still super, super um, iconic products in the cosmetics uh, makeup world. Um, and so, but she said, this lady has been recruited by Leonard Lauder himself um, to head up you know, marketing um, for the makeup category and all that for Estee Lauder, all of the company. And she's now a big cheese there. And so it could be really interesting for Caro to go and connect with her and explore, you know, what's what else she could do within the corporation. So to tell me all this, my father actually wrote me a letter, right? That's kind of how we rolled back in the late 90s. Um, and he even included a few articles to read about, to read for me to read more about this lady and, um, and, and about her success stories. So I knew of her in the company, but I never gone to see her and never went to see her because anyway, I got promoted sort of on my own and um, had started working at uh, Clinique International in marketing. So make a long story short, a couple months after my promotion in October 1999, my father sadly passed away. Um, I was in my 20s. I did not have a family of my own yet. And I was very, very broken by this loss. I was very close to my parents, very close to my dad. And it was really hard, a really hard time for me at that at that time in my life. Um, but anyway, so in the summer, so summer 2000, right, a couple months after, I decided to go to France uh, for part of the summer to spend time with my mom and friends. And um, so I spent time in Paris and then went to south of France. And so it's like midsummer and I'd basically just returned from uh, Saint-Tropez, flying from Nice back to New York and I was back at work. And I find myself in a crowded elevator going up to the uh, 41st, 41st floor of the uh, GM building in New York, right? The GM building is on 5th Avenue and 59th Street. And I literally just you know, crossed eyes with the man of my life. He was himself heading to the 42nd floor. Uh, I didn't know yet that he was the man of my life, but it literally felt kind of like, I don't know, some electricity had gone between, you know, our glancing at each other from, you know, one corner of that huge elevator and it was crowded, but like from one corner to the other, like somehow, I mean, he's a tall man and I don't know, somehow like it felt like a really powerful kind of eye, eye contact, you know, um, 
we later, after that, we randomly bumped into each other around the building and the lunch place downstairs and the elevators again and, you know, the office meeting rooms and, you know, and slowly we kind of really developed this crush for each other and kind of wanting to find each other, you know. So we flirted um, uh, for a bit and and then met at the corporate Christmas party um he initiated me to sushi there was so much food different kind of food from different countries it was a gorgeous party at i forgot the name of the place somewhere on fifth avenue uh next to the um plaza hotel and um anyway so we had a great time and then but nothing happened and then we're both invited to a common uh friend's christmas party uh so like two three days later spend the night glued on the sofa that was there at the party together, like talking, laughing, enjoying a drink, you know, and the rest of the party is pretty much history. You know, we left the party probably at like four o'clock in the morning and, um, and, and had our first kiss. So now we have celebrated our 16 year anniversary, married together, and then 20 years since our first date at that party and uh, 20 years of really loving each other. And the reason I'm telling you this whole story is because the woman my father had recommended I go see to, you know, explore other opportunities in the company for, for my work actually happened to be this wonderful man's mother. Her name is Dominique Zabo. And so four years later, she became my mother-in-law, my amazing mother-in-law. And not only that, but what's really incredible is that both our moms grew up in Casablanca in Morocco, uh, that also his grandmother was the PE teacher at my mom's elementary school. Uh, our mothers did not know each other then because my mom is 10 years younger. So, you know, they're obviously diff different generation, but still like we grew up we grew up in the same area of Paris, like our mothers, you know, then migrated to France and stuff. And so him and I grew up in the same area of Paris. Um, him and his brother went to the same French lycée as my uncles did. I mean, I don't know how we never met earlier in life, but nonetheless, our families felt connected from the start. And him and I have just kind of been this obvious item, right? Obvious match um, since our first glance at each other in that um, elevator. And because of my father's letter and because we connected shortly after my father's passing, I always felt and still feel today that it was kind of a godsend, that it was my father's sort of way to look after me and to you know, sort of set me up uh, for protection and love and happiness somehow, you know, despite his um, his having to leave the world, leave me, right? And sometimes, um, you know, I don't know, I just connect to that story and it just really like gives me goosebumps, you know. Surely in 20 years, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but no matter what, li what life has thrown at us, our love has been crazy deep. Like it's been passion. Still today, we are so filled with passion for each other that it's, it's like mind-blowing. 
sometimes I even wonder, how is this even possible? Are we both just, I don't know, some unicorns that the universe has had no choice but to bring together because we're just kind of, I don't know, two of a kind or two of the same kind? Maybe. But I feel like, you know, we are both like total empath, right? For one thing, we're really both total empath. And this goes back to childhood and from, you know, hearing stories about, you know, that we're told about each other. And I can't help but wonder if that sort of very high energy driven from kindness and gratitude and faith in trusting what is, isn't what has somehow attracted us to each other like magnets. I am told that I was born with a smile. I mean, and it's true. I feel like my whole life I have had a very positive attitude towards things. That even when I would have a bad day, I would somehow be able to see the good in it. That I would be able to not let it drag me down. Um, that despite my you know, shyness and lack of confidence, of course, at times, I have managed to always love myself enough to trust my instinct and to trust my decisions um, above all else. You know, I would have been the perfect candidate on, on the outside, I, I, I think, you know, to fall for peer pressure precisely because I was so shy and not all that confident. But I never have. I never cared that it was cool to smoke or drink or do drugs to be accepted in high school. I never really cared what other people thought of me. You know, that they, I don't know, if I wasn't in fashion or whatever they they might have thought. I wasn't necessarily the cool kids, you know, with the best clothes. My parents didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. You know, I wasn't the best student of the class. I was doing okay, but I wasn't, you know, top of the class. But I grew up in a good home. And even if it wasn't all roses, somehow I knew how to be okay with myself. Um, My parents had a lot of respect for each other, but they weren't soulmates. They had their shares of struggles. Um, They didn't have a lot of money, but they were hard workers. Uh, They did not have much help. Uh, They had harsh parents, tough parents. I know my mom wasn't very happy when I was growing up. She married, you know, she ended up marrying super young. Um, Her parents, my grandparents that I adored, were not the best parents, at least not in the way that we understand good parenthood today, which to me means unconditional love and support. They were not that way at all. They were super strict. They were super tough. They were quite intolerant. Um, and she was depressed very often. But my brother and I, we were loved. And at the end of the day, I think that that's what really matters. That's what gives you the permission and the confidence to love yourself no matter what your weaknesses are. And looking back, I feel that I uh, have been so fortunate um, to have always somehow attracted fantastic people into my life. Great friends, Amazing, caring, loving boyfriends, you know, an incredible soulmate uh, with a wonderful family, you know, to, to, to spend the last 20 years of my life. And even in my practice now, you know, my clients are just incredible men and women. But, you know, I've also known 
when it was time to clean up and to cut ties from the few very toxic people in my life. Um, everyone knows that you can choose your friends, but not your family. And you know what? That's true. But when, but knowing when to pull away from toxic family members is incredibly freeing and so necessary if you want to stay true to yourself, to your soul, to your identity. And it is all coming from a place of love and kindness for yourself. And that's how it came up it, for me that there were such toxic people in my family that I had to just break away from them because their jealousy, their envy, their ego uh, was getting in the way of, of so many family events, of so much happiness that I just, um, I just felt disgusted and, um, and that they were, you know, they did not have the right energy. They were not bringing anything good uh, to me and uh, that it was just better that way. Um, you know, love is a profound path of practice in its own own right, right? Hate is never conquered by hate. Um, hate is conquered by love. And I feel that love and kindness have been the conducting thread of my life. And I feel, you know, going back to my love story, that it is because Alexia and I were both uh, traveling at such high frequency of love and kindness that somehow the force of the universe brought us together. Like attracts like. And being conscious of your feelings, of your emotions, is extremely important when it comes to manifesting the life you want. Our thoughts and our emotions are all energy. We are made up of energy. Everything is energy. And the energy that we put out to the universe or toward others is what we will always attract back to us. So if you are vibrating in a low energy, you can only attract back to you what's on that same frequency level. So basically, my friends, the universe can only give you what you are a match for. It is giving you what you are asking from your thoughts and the emotions that are created from your thoughts and put out as vibrations. The universe doesn't know from good or from bad. It doesn't know from right or from wrong. It knows from the energy you put out to the world. And that energy is driven by what you think about, by what you focus on. My friends, I hope you have enjoyed my sharing um, a bit of, of my story. There will be more in the future. But if, like me, you want to attract your own Prince Charming, wonderful friends, inspiring bosses, and extraordinary clients into your life, I want to recommend that you connect to what you are grateful for each day and that you raise your energy from a place of appreciation and kindness and of trusting the process and of loving yourself no matter what, no matter what people think of you, say to you, or do to you because it is only from that place of authenticity and of pure love for yourself and for others that you will attract what you want back to you. To close on this today, I'd like to share a few words that my mother sent me yesterday. So this is how it goes. It says, is there anything she cannot handle? She has been 
broken. She has been knocked down. She has felt the pain that most couldn't handle. She looks fear in the face, year after year, day after day. But yes, she never runs. She never hides. And she always finds a way to get back up. She is unbreakable. She is a warrior. She is you. So my mother sent it to me for me because in her eyes, I am a warrior. But I am sending it to you in return because you too are a warrior. So go to your success. Start from a place of gratitude. Think of one thing you are grateful for and feel the beautiful and warm energy rising and circulating throughout your body. That is where it all starts, my friends. Have a great weekend, my beautiful souls. Be well, eat well, and think well. I send you all loving, warm energy. I will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. My amazing listeners, no matter where you are in the world, if you are ready to make one big dream become your reality this year, I would like to invite you to sign up for a free session with me. You can find the link directly on my website at carothelifecoach.com. In that session, I will be coaching you on any issue you have going on. I will give you easy tools you can start applying right away, and I will share with you more information on how you can hire me as your private life and weight loss coach and start making your dreams reality. My beautiful friends, choose a dream and start getting excited about your new possibilities. You are no longer alone. I am here to help you create your dream life and I cannot wait to see it all unfold in front of our eyes.